Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. First of all, I want to wish you well. I know that many of us are honestly readjusting and getting used to the new normal, even if it's a temporary new normal, it's our current <laughs> new normal. And we're trying to make adjustments and trying to figure things out. And I hope that you are taking this time to be productive in terms of figuring out what you're going to do when you, we are able to get out into the world again. You know, one of the things I know that is that just a month ago, I bet many of us were thinking, man, if I had extra time, wow, how much more I could do on my YouTube channel, how much more productive I would be. And believe it or not, I know some of you out there are actually less productive, even though you have more time. There's an old adage that says, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. And that is often true. Sometimes we don't get as much done when we have the time to put it off. I also know that many of you are considering starting or restarting, dusting off an old YouTube channel. And if that is the case, I have a podcast from last week. It's called Tips and Tweaks to Restart Your YouTube Channel. Now, some of you may have heard the first upload of it. For some reason, it only uploaded about seven minutes of the show. That's why it says in parentheses on there, fixed. That's what it means. It means I fixed the seven minutes to the full 20 plus minutes. So if you're curious about that, that is why that is there. Because some people only heard those first seven minutes and then maybe came back and heard the rest of it. But that's the case. And that's why that is there. Over the next few weeks, I will most likely do these podcasts solo, although I do have a couple people lined up and I will sprinkle them in as I have those shows ready. But this week's show, I wanted to talk about traffic sources. It's such an important topic, and I don't think I have a full show on that topic, although we have talked about it in various other shows, especially with our friend Nico Kaminsky because he's talked about the different traffic sources and how some of those traffic sources are actually different algorithms in YouTube. And I want to go through and talk about what they are and give us some, maybe some point and direction on how we should approach these traffic sources. Sometimes we just kind of throw our video up there and hope the right traffic source finds us. Of course, many of us want suggested videos and many of us want to do really well in browse and even search, but why and what should we be thinking about? There are other traffic sources and there are many different ways to get people to our videos. And that's what I want to focus in on this week's show. If you want to follow along at home, all you need to do is go over to your YouTube studio and look on the left-hand column. Now, there are a number of different things in studio that you might want to consider reviewing. And I do have some podcasts where we talk about the different elements. You can kind of scroll, scroll through these podcasts and figure out what is right for you. But in this case, we want to go down to analytics and click on analytics. And from there, what we'll see is a graph and above it we'll see overview, reach, engagement, audience, and views, watch time, subscribers. 
and then you'll see this graph. And then below that, you'll see, well, see more. And click on see more. And from there, it'll take you to a page. And from there, you'll see videos and traffic source and geography, viewer age and so forth. Click on traffic source. From there, you'll see a list of traffic sources. And the top one will most likely be the one with the most views and it'll work its way down from there. I have a specific channel open that I'm gonna use. And what I'm going to do is create a 90 day view of this. So I have a nice overall average to take a look at here. You can use different views to compare different time frames, And sometimes anytime you're looking at your analytics, it's good to try different time frames, whether it is the 28 day or seven day or year view, because you know, you can get little different insights based on those varying view options. So in this situation, in this with this channel, I'm gonna go down the list of the different types of traffic sources. And again, it's important to note that many of these have to do with different algorithms. It is a different algorithm that serves up search. And it's a different algorithm that serves up suggested videos as well as browse features. And even, it very well may be a different algorithm that shows different playlists within search. I don't know that for sure, but it's very possible, or there's a tweak that uses different criteria as to when it will display a playlist within search. But it makes sense that there are different algorithms or at least tweaks that work with each other in different algorithms may work with each other in different ways or not work with each other at all. Again, I don't have, I'm not privy to exactly how they do these things, but there are some basic understandings in that each one of these has a different algorithm. But the thing is, many of the foundation needs for those algorithms are the same, and I'll get into that in a moment. Let's start with search. So search on YouTube, YouTube being the, and you've heard it many times before, the second largest search engine, second to its owner, Google. And so you know that Google dominates and offers up good search and YouTube seems to offer really good search and people do search to have their questions answered or for specific topics. And quite often, that's where they start, but that's not often where they end. That's often the starting point. And the reason why some of the others are even better to focus in on is because that's the rabbit hole people go down. And I'll explain that more in a few moments. But going back to search, when YouTube decides which videos to show, it has to do with a number of different criteria. They may be testing a video that is new on the topic. They'll give it a shot to prove itself, but it does. if it doesn't make the grade, it'll slowly fall down. And there are a number of different factors as to where it eventually ends up in the beginning through the end, but they are really focusing in on the foundation. Does it answer the question? Or is it of interest to people who are asking that specific question? Because just because someone is asking a specific question, it doesn't mean that that exact answer is what they want, believe it or not. So sometimes you'll see a video 
that's kind of related, maybe not really, but okay, there's a stretch there. It could be related, but why is it like number three or number two or number five? And it seems to be consistently there. Quite often it's because people who asked that specific question clicked on that video. So maybe there are people who are really interested in a specific type of car, for example. Let's say people are really interested, let's, let's just say Mercedes. But a few times YouTube shared a BMW video. And for some reason, the people asked that specific question about Mercedes also clicked on that BMW video. And so YouTube keeps it up there because people who ask that question or similar questions are interested in that video also. Or maybe it answers that question that they're looking for even better than the Mercedes videos. Who knows? There's so many different scenarios. But the bottom line is when it comes to search, YouTube is going to show the videos that perform the best. And it's not always the video with the exact title that you think it should have. It is all about the viewer and how the viewer reacts to that. And usually there's some element of what they're searching for in the title because people do react to what is in that title as well as the thumbnail. So it would be logical that those videos would be at the top of the list. So how do you go about this? How do you get into search? Well, there are a number of tools out there, but keywords are a good starting point. And as I was just talking about, keywords are not the be all end all in search because the algorithm can use those keywords to start, but usually in the very beginning to give it a good sense of what that video is about. And then there are many data points that it uses to understand what that video is about. But ultimately, when you use those keywords, it helps humans more than it does the algorithm. But it is a good starting point, and it is important to use specific keywords or keyword phrases, especially if you want to be found in search. In other words, you want to offer up videos or video titles and thumbnails that are going to, in a sense, answer the question of a specific search, capture the interest of a person looking for an answer to their search query or search term. So it may sound like I'm giving a little bit of conflicting advice. You're saying that the algorithm does not care. Well, people care, but the algorithm doesn't care. Should you or shouldn't you actually do keyword research? Use all these tools out there that help you. Well, I think these keyword tools, such as found in Morning Fame, in TubeBuddy, in VidIQ, I think they give you some perspective. They give you some understanding of the competition level as it relates to your channel. It helps you understand if people are actually searching for what it is you're trying to answer or you're trying to do. And yes, when you use the meta tags, which have very low value, but it has some value. And the, the description and the title tag, and even what is in your thumbnail, all of those things play a role mostly in the very, very early stages when it comes to the YouTube algorithm. When it comes to the YouTube algorithm for search, it's going to use what it has available to it 
in the very beginning that you offer it. So you want to be right on. If your video is about rain, then you probably don't want to have a video title and a thumbnail about snow. You want it to be specific because YouTube will ultimately start using the data that it collects from people. And if you are not giving people what they want, what you are advertising in the title and the thumbnail and so forth, then YouTube's going to recognize that and not show your video anymore. But before there are viewers, YouTube needs something. And that's why I think that the tags are still there, especially in the new YouTube uploader. It asks for tags. It gives you an opportunity to put tags in there, keywords. And if there was no value at all, I don't think they would have wasted their time to transfer that and still use tags or allow you to keep uploading more tags. I mean, there are some things that they have said. Uh, YouTube has said that they use it for maybe misspellings and variations of the topic. And that's what I like to use it for. But you want to let the algorithm know early on when it doesn't have any data what's going on here and give it just a few more data points to help pinpoint what the video is about before it has the human reactions to work off of. The next question is, when do you want to focus on search or should you focus your channel on search audiences? Well, it certainly is a great way to get viewers. And early on, if you don't have a social media following, if you don't have a blog in which you can embed your videos and get views and get people over to your YouTube channel, or even an email list in which you can share your latest videos. If you don't have any of those things, especially early in the game, it's not a bad idea to focus on search. Now, good search, you know, if you optimize in a way and you are satisfying people in search, it's very likely that YouTube will then suggest your videos later. So, Definitely don't dismiss search if you think that you have other options or that you should focus on the bigger fish. But if you don't have any other opportunities other than depending on a YouTube algorithm to get the word out about your channel, well, I would start with search and then build over time and maybe focus a little more on suggested later. But in the early days, especially when you don't have any subscribers and you have no really good way to reach other people and gain a following on your YouTube channel, I think search is certainly a good place to start. Next on the YouTube traffic source list for this specific channel is external. And I think external is a good one for people who have optimized videos and can answer questions that maybe people are asking in Google. A lot of external can be Google. Now, do you know for sure if it's Google? Well, what you need to do is click on the traffic source. And incidentally, you can do the same thing with search. If you clicked on YouTube search, it would show you keywords, which will also give you a clue to what you may wanna double down on. But back to external here, we'll click on external and it'll show you 
where all the external traffic is coming from. And for many of us, it is maybe a specific social media platform that we are well known on or have a good following on. It could be Facebook, but it could be other other applications. It could be WhatsApp. It could be Twitter. It could be LinkedIn. In the case for this channel, it is Google search, which it is for many people. And 53% of the external traffic comes from Google search. And so I would definitely take a look at the competition in Google search. So while you're doing your research for YouTube search, see what's happening in Google search and see if Google is showing any videos. And one of the things that I like to do, sometimes it has to do with the headlines. Sometimes it has to do with maybe some of the description information in your underneath your video. Another thing you might want to consider doing because Google does this on its own. It actually uses some of your video, maybe a clip of your video, and it tells people the answer to your question is in this video at this specific timestamp. And you can click on the timestamp and Google will show you that part of the video. Well, maybe if you help Google out by answering a question or asking a question related to what is there and let Google know at which timestamp that is, it may make it easier for Google to actually display it in Google search. Now, I, I know there is conversation about if there is a direct correlation or not. I have not experienced it at uh, enough of a level to say exactly what is working and what is not. I personally would think it would help. But if you have some experience and know specifically that this is working for you and want to share that, definitely head on over to the tubeblog.com and put in a comment and share some thoughts about that because it's important to share within the community and your experience because honestly, driving Google traffic to your YouTube videos certainly is a helpful, it's, it's helpful to grow your channel because obviously related properties and people who are interested in Google quite often are seeing YouTube videos regularly and very well may subscribe to YouTube videos. So they're, you know, and it very well may be that Google will display videos to people who use YouTube and maybe not display as much to people who don't. I don't know if that's for sure, but it makes sense to me However, what makes sense to me most certainly has nothing to do with the results you find in Google or YouTube when it comes to their algorithms. So as I mentioned in this scenario with this YouTube channel, 53% of the external traffic is from Google search, but there's also Facebook and DuckDuckGo and Bing and Facebook Messenger and so forth. So there are a lot, there's a whole long list here of different sources. And sometimes you can find some sources that maybe you weren't thinking of as a good opportunity to maybe share a little bit more or develop a specific community that seems to be reacting and sharing your videos. Okay, back to our traffic source list. The next we have is suggested videos and suggested videos 
is certainly one of the most important ones for your YouTube channel. Now for the channel I'm looking at, it's actually a very small amount, which is not good to be quite honest. I think in most cases, unless you are purposely designing your channel for search, you really should focus a lot of your time and energy on suggested videos. Now this channel, I know for a fact started out with a lot more search and actually has some videos with a lot of views that come from search. And so that's why it is actually skewed. And it's also skewed from external with, uh, with Google search for pretty much the same reason and the same series of videos. But when you are thinking about suggested videos, it's important to think about how you are getting those video suggestions. Now, what you can do once again is click on suggested videos and you will see right there a list, just like the previous list. The search list showed you the actual search terms that people were using to find that, that video in search. And then when it came to external, you could see the different sources that you were getting views from. In this situation under suggested, you're seeing where you're getting those suggested videos from, from what video specifically. So you can see the title of the video that is suggested. You can see how long that video is. You can see the date and you can see, of course, see how many views and so forth that you're getting from that. Sometimes if you notice that you, there's a few videos from a specific channel that you're getting those suggested videos from. Now, the number one will probably be your channel. You'll probably be getting most of your suggested from your channel, which is a good thing. That means people are watching one of your videos, sees a suggested video from YouTube, and they're watching another one of your videos. That, that's a good sign to YouTube. So you, you should be happy about that. Because if YouTube is suggesting your videos and no one clicks on them, then that's a bad thing. That means they're going somewhere else. And in, if that ends up being the case most of the time, well then, you know, YouTube will stop suggesting more of your videos and suggest other people's videos. So you wanna try and avoid that. You should be happy if you see that a lot of your videos are being suggested and people are watching. And so you can also see though what are those other channels that are driving views to you. And what you might wanna do is really thoroughly take a look, especially if it's a larger channel, what other videos is that channel creating? And maybe you can get even more traffic, suggested traffic from that channel. Suggested is a interesting area and our friend Nico from Morning Fame has been developing a tool in Morning Fame, and I would recommend you check that out. It's all about suggested. But before, before that, if you're on the fence about actually using a tool, and you don't have to use a tool, you really don't. I'm not, I'm not pushing TubeBuddy or Morning Fame or vidIQ for any other reason that there are some things there that help give you some insight. If you want to listen to the podcast with Nico as he talked about his um, his new tool in Morning Fame for suggested videos, it really is a nice view and, and we have a good discussion about it. So 
one of the things that I want to get into, I'm going to get into a, a few other traffic sources here, but one of the things I think that I feel is really important for you to look at before we go any deeper, when we're trying to decide which traffic sources to really look at, take a look at your click-through rates. Take a look at your average view duration. And this is true in terms of your, say, your, tr your traffic sources from suggested videos, you know, which, which videos are actually sending people over that seem to care. In other words, there could be some people who are coming to your channel from a really large channel, but they don't stay very long. The average view duration is maybe 30 seconds. And there may be a smaller or mid-sized channel that's sending some traffic, but the view duration is four or five minutes. Well, that's a better sign to me that I would put more stock in that little bit smaller channel, but driving good quality traffic to you. So these are the things you want to be able to recognize, to think about. So definitely take a look because YouTube does provide that information. The number of times the video on the other channel was displayed in the number one spot for the channel that I'm sharing. So I, there's a video in suggested videos. Uh, in the list under traffic sources, suggested videos. And then I click on suggested videos. It gives me the list of all of the different videos in the top spot with 107 views. It shows me that the average view duration is four minutes and 11 seconds. It was shown, let's see, 472 times in the click through rate. Get this 15.5%. So it's a good chance that this video that seems to get a reasonable number of views for a similar topic is sending me a lot of traffic because my thumbnail is capturing their attention and people are watching the video for a reasonable period of time. So these are the kinds of things you want to, you really want to take a look at. And that's true with search as well as external traffic sources and whatever it may be. Um, including browse features. Now I'll get to browse features in a second. But the next one on this list are channel pages and channel pages are people who come to your channel and you can click on that one also. And for the most part, you will see that most people have watched that video. Maybe they found you as a suggestion, they went to your page because somebody suggested it in a video. There are many different ways people would come to your actual channel page. And most of those views under there will come from your channel page. But there may be some channels that you want to take a look at. You'll see a list of other channels underneath yours. Maybe there's a correlation there that you should start to look and see if the people who came from that channel are interested in the videos they watched. Maybe you should take a look at those channels and see if maybe there's a collaboration opportunity there. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to create some similar videos as their channel and actually maybe earn some suggested videos. But mostly, as I mentioned before, channel pages, most of those views are from people who are just checking you out. Next is a very important traffic source, and that is browse features. And browse features are mostly people who are your fans or who are your regular watchers. These are people who watch your videos 
from the homepage. In other words, if your statistics are poor here, well, you need to really work on your your videos because these are the people who like your videos the most. And if you're not getting very good, well, click-through rates and people watching your videos for a long period of time who come from browse features, well, then if these people don't like it, the rest of the people aren't really digging your videos either. So you have home and subscriptions and watch later and watch history. And I think the statistics from your browse features, your homepage and so forth, they're important to watch in terms of trying to improve them all the time. Now, there are a number of other traffic sources listed below these, such as other YouTube features, which could be a number of different things. Notifications, these are the people who are actually notified when you upload a video, good to track. There's also some other tracking opportunities in Google's or YouTube Studio to take a look at too. And we've talked about that in the past to see what percentage of people actually who have clicked the bell icon or receive an email and so forth, what are they doing? And it's, it's helpful to know that the people who have actually acknowledged they really do want to see your videos, these are your real subscribers, are actually taking the time and watching your videos. Keep an eye on all of that. And you also have your YouTube advertising, if you do YouTube advertising, in-screens, how well are those working? Because we want those in-screens to work in screens at the very end of your video, getting people to the next video, big sign for YouTube in terms of quality of a channel and series of videos. I think that's important. Speaking of series, your playlist page as well as playlists and how well those are doing. And video cards and annotations are last, at least for this channel. While going through all of these traffic sources, I've explained a little bit of how you can use this data. But ultimately, it's important to understand that one, you can click in a little bit deeper than just saying, oh, look, here, here's the general idea of what, what's happening with search. But you can click on search and see which keywords are really driving the traffic. But I think it's important to understand that quality traffic. And quality traffic means that people went there. Now, quality in terms of the title and thumbnail, well, that's going to be your click-through rate. That got them there. And that lets you know, hey, that's a good title. That's a good thumbnail. But the quality of the video is still going to be in the watch time percentage, how much on average that people watch that video. And that's going to give you a better clue from those different traffic sources. So if you get a reasonable amount of traffic from search, but people only watch 20 seconds of your video and you see on suggested that people watch 50 to 60% of your video on average, hey, I'm going to start focusing in on suggested videos because this is telling me that, that YouTube is a doing a good job at suggesting my videos to the right people. And related to search there, I'm not doing a great job getting the right video in front of the right people. I'm getting them to click, but they're not staying. And over time, you know, YouTube is just going to show that in a lower and lower position because it's just not doing the job. So what I'm saying in all this, giving you a little bit of the list, highlighting the more important 
parts of the list. Again, search as well as external sources, browse. I mean, all these are really important to understand, but also understand what is the underneath of that? Who is suggesting those videos? And is there an opportunity for you? Is there an opportunity to collaborate with other channels to create more videos related to that other channel? These are questions you need to ask and understanding one, how you're setting up your channel to get the new traffic. Are, do you have a blog of your own? Is that the way you're going to get most of your traffic? You already have a successful blog. You're going to take advantage of that. And then maybe over time, that traffic will help build and give you the momentum that you need for success on YouTube. Or maybe it's an email list. Thinking about the traffic sources before you start your YouTube channel can really give you a leg up and a good push. Understanding if search is the right option for you, or should you really just go for great headlines, super thumbnails, not worry so much about the keywords, but try to get people to click and then get suggested in some way. And generally suggested comes from good high click-through rates um, and a good video on the other side. But if you can get people to click with a really interesting title versus it just being a straight up, you know, someone searching for something and you basically repeat exactly what they searched or exactly answering the question, but making it a much more dynamic and interesting title as well as a thumbnail that can really play well in suggested. It can play well at a certain level in search too, but generally search people want what it is that they think they want. And they're looking for something very specific where suggested is YouTube based off of that person's history and the type of videos that they like, they're gonna suggest something that could very well attract their attention. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of the Tube Labs community. If you know somebody who is trying to start a YouTube channel, please let them know about this podcast. And of course, if you have not, already, which is a lot of folks who listen to this podcast because I only have a few reviews and stars on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. Please head on over, leave a review, leave some stars. It really is helpful for really those algorithms to show this podcast in front of the right people so we can grow this community so we can support each other. I will be definitely having some more guests, including more people who are just getting to that 1000 mark. I love those stories. And so I'll be putting the call out uh, sooner rather than later for more of those guests too. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time on the Tube Labs podcast. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers.